everybody. How are we doing today? I'm so glad that you guys are here. Um, like they said, my name's Robert. I'm the online campus pastor, and today we're continuing. Uh, it's actually the final week of our Marvel series, where we're looking at Marvel comic characters, and then we are using it as a springboard to launch into talking about how we can marvel at God. And today, I'm talking about the Hulk. And when I brushed up on the story about the Hulk, um, here's what was clear to me. God wanted me to preach a message today about how you can be freed from sin's control in your life. It's a word that God has for you, and you may not have been expecting it today, but God loves you so much that he wanted me to preach this word, and I'm just going to do it the justice that I can. I'm going to do my very best, and I'm going to leave the rest up to God. He wants to bring freedom to your life today. It's Memorial Day weekend where we are remembering the sacrifice that people made so that we could enjoy the freedoms that we do here in America. And today I want to help you to marvel at the sacrifice that Jesus made so that you could be forgiven of your sins and freed from its control in your life. That's what I want to help us to do. I want to help you walk in the fullness of the freedom that Jesus has bought for you today. But uh, before I go any further, I just need to take a moment. You may recognize I'm not Pastor Jeff, all right? He is in Cuba leading a global outreach team, and they're helping the local church in Cuba right now. And I just wanted to take a moment just to let you guys know that I am so blessed to have Pastor Jeff as my lead pastor, as my pastor. Um, I'm so blessed. He's the one who gave me my first job. Yeah, we can clap for Pastor Jeff. Yeah, we can honor him. He's the one who hired me and gave me my first pastor job as the next-gen pastor at our North Platte campus. That was my first pastor position, and I just need to say this. Through my shortcomings, through my failures, he has shown me God's grace in a way that I'm so grateful for. And he's challenged me to be the person that God's called me to be, in the fullness of it. And I'm so blessed by that. And as a church, we're blessed to have Pastor Jeff as our lead pastor. So we can, can we just thank Pastor Jeff again one more time for being our lead pastor? Thank you, Pastor Jeff. We honor you. So glad that you're our pastor. Like they said, uh, I'm the online campus pastor. So your first question should be, what in the world is an online campus pastor? What do they even do? And I ask myself that same question pretty much every single day. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I do know what my job is. I do know what I do. And in a nutshell, this is what I do. I am the champion for leveraging technology to accomplish our cause here at New Life, which is to see people find Jesus and their lives changed. So I use technology to accomplish that. I just happen to believe that the internet presents us with the greatest opportunity to reach people with the good news about Jesus and see their lives changed that the world has ever seen. I personally believe that, and that's why we have an online campus, and that's why we're rolling out new initiatives all the time um, through digital ministries to help you grow in your faith, to find Jesus, and see your life changed. So that's what I do, and that's what I'm passionate about. So that's a little bit about me, but it's time to dive into the Hulk, all right? It's time to dive into the Hulk. So to talk about the Hulk, we first have to talk about a guy named Bruce Banner, all right? Bruce Banner. Um, in the story of the Hulk, Bruce Banner is a scientist, and he is working on developing a gamma radiation bomb. And he's um, at the bomb range getting ready to do this test of this brand new bomb, 
and it's recognized that a teenager has strolled onto the bomb range and is just chilling in his car without a care in the world. Bruce Banner sees this. He knows that that's not good. He turns to a fellow scientist and says, hey, you've got to stop the test. I'm going to go take this kid to safety. Bruce Banner gets out there to the kid, finds out his name is Rick Jones, and his friends have dared him that he's too chicken to go onto the bomb range. And um, so he took the dare. He's out there. And Bruce Banner says, we've got a test that's about to happen. We've got to get you to safety. Pulls him from the car and uh, begins to take him to safety. What he doesn't realize is that the scientist that he told to stop the test is actually an undercover spy for another government that's trying to steal the bomb technology. So he wants the test to go forward to see if it actually works. So he doesn't stop the test. As Bruce Banner throws Rick Jones to safety, the bomb explodes, and Bruce Banner is hit with the full impact of the gamma radiation. He's unconscious. He comes to consciousness a couple hours later, and um, it seems... Like, everything is just fine for him. It seems like um, nothing wrong has actually happened. Like, there's no side effects at all. But it's later discovered in the story that any time Bruce Banner experiences stress or anger, he turns into this raging green monster called the Hulk. This is a picture of what the Hulk looks like. Turns into this raging green monster, and it ends up destroying his life, because people know that Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk. He's not undercover. People know he turns into the Hulk, so it's kind of destroyed his life. It's ruined it. He can't have personal relationships. Everyone's afraid that he's going to turn into this raging green monster. People are trying to kill him as well, so Bruce Banner doesn't like the Hulk, and the Hulk, this person living inside of him, doesn't like Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner refers to the Hulk often as the other guy inside of me. The other guy wants to do this, the other guy wants to do that. And I wonder, how many of you, does it feel like, does it feel like someone else inside of you takes control sometimes? What is that thing that you hate so much, but you can't seem to escape its control in your life? As I refreshed myself on the story of the Hulk, I was reminded of a piece of scripture that was written by the Apostle Paul. And this is what I want to use as the springboard to launch into freedom from sin's control today. So would you join me as we read Romans 7, verse 21 through 24. Paul writes this, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me, that it is war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will save me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Those are powerful words, and I wonder how many of us can relate to those words today. Who will free me from this life that's dominated by sin and death? Well, I'm thankful that the Apostle Paul didn't stop there, but he continued and answered it in verse 25. He says this, Thank God the answer is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Today, the answer for sin's control in your life is Jesus Christ. He can take what seems to be your broken story and all of the many pieces it feels like it's in today, and he can make a masterpiece out of it. 
It's what he wants to do in your life today. All you have to do to receive this, for it to happen in your life, is to surrender to Jesus. And you're going to be presented with that opportunity today. At the end of service, someone's going to come forward and they're going to invite you to make the decision to surrender your life to Jesus. And if you've not made that decision, my challenge for you is to make that decision. And then follow them as they let you know how to let us know that you made that decision so that we can continue to walk with you in following Jesus. But I have to let you guys know that sometimes I actually lose control. When I lose control, my skin actually sometimes turns green. (laughs) It's like there's this person inside of me that begins to take control. And I've decided that I'm going to call this person Bobbert. All right? My name's Robert. We're going to call this person that takes control, we're going to call him Bobbert. And Bobbert takes control. Sometimes my skin turns green when I go flying. It's hard to admit, but it's true. I get motion sick while flying. It wasn't always this way, all right? It wasn't always like this. I had taken dozens of flights in my life without ever getting sick. Um, But there was one flight where I got sick for the first time, and I've been getting sick ever since then. But the good news for you is that I actually have a picture of the very first flight that I got sick on. So you guys get to enjoy that picture. We're going to go ahead and throw it up here right now. Pastor Dave... (laughs) Our next-gen pastor is on the right. I am on the left. And you can see, man, I think I'm a little green in that picture, actually. And you can see that, man, I am fighting with every fiber in my being to work back against this motion sickness that is taking control, just trying not to throw up. But I just need to let you guys know, you need to have somebody in your life like Pastor Dave who is with you in the midst of your suffering. Um, But not just with you, but when your eyes are closed... Um, He takes out his phone and takes a picture so that you can laugh about it afterwards. If we go to the next picture, you can see, you know, he's got the thumbs up. We're going to get through this, man. I'm so thankful to have someone like Pastor Dave in my life. But I get sick while on flights, and I want to let you know about the the worst case of motion sickness that I've experienced. All right? Um, If if you didn't know, um, Pastor Jeff actually has a pilot's license, and he has a plane, and sometimes for different work things, um, he'll take people um, flying. So we were going out to the North Black campus for something, and Pastor Jeff and I um, took a flight to North Platte in his plane. We get up into the air. I'm doing fine. He has his cell phone with an app for navigation that he hands to me and asks me to open something up there to move around on the screen. I look down. As I start to move around the screen, my whole inner being turns sideways, and I start to lose control. I get these cold sweats that I can't control. I realize now it's a sign of motion sickness. Um, I start to turn green a little bit, probably, and as we're descending, I start throwing up in the plane. It's awful. I get to the point where I'm just dry heaving. That's how bad it was. We land at the airport. I am just completely discombobulated, and... um, Pastor Kara and I believe Pastor Trevor uh, came out to the airport to take us to the North Platte campus. I hop in the car, and as soon as Pastor Kara starts driving, I realize that I'm going to throw up again. So I say, can you pull over to the side? I hop out, I throw up in the grass, and I say, I can't make it any further with you guys. I think I need to stay at the airport until I feel a little bit better. So they leave, and I stay at the airport. The good news is I did find a cure for my motion sickness, and I did get better, but we're going to continue that part of the story in just a little bit. My condition was motion sickness, 
And humanity's condition is this thing called sin. You may have heard people say sin before, but it's the condition we all have. And um, it's kind of a churchy word, so we need to define what sin is so that we're all on the same page. The word sin that's originally used in the Old Testament is het, all right? It means to fail or to miss the goal. It's used often to describe somebody pulling back an arrow and shooting it at a target, but missing. They miss the target. That's what sin is. It's to miss God's goal for our lives. So what is God's goal for humanity? This is what God's goal for humanity is. It's that we would be a reflection of his character. We're made in God's image to be his image bearers. We're made to reflect his character by the way that we love God and by the way that we love others. Anytime we come short of that, it's sin. We miss God's goal for us as humanity. And this sin is the condition that we are all in today. God's goal for humanity is for us to reflect his character by the way we love God and love others. The first time you'll actually see the word sin is in the book of Genesis. And to set up this scripture I want to read to you, Adam and Eve are the first man and first woman. God's created them um, in his image and they're in a garden and he has one rule, don't eat from this certain tree because bad things are going to happen if you do. And they break that commandment. They don't love God by obeying him, um, they disobey him. And that causes their relationship with him to be broken, to be fractured. They end up um, having several children, and two of those are Cain and Abel. You may have heard of them before. In Cain and Abel, there's a story of them giving offerings to God. Abel brings the best of his first. He brings the firstborn lamb of his flock and offers it as an offering to God. And God accepts that. Um, but Cain ends up offering the leftover produce, the crops of his harvest, the leftovers. And God ends up rejecting that offering because he didn't give God his best. He didn't love God the way that he was supposed to. And then God actually talks to Cain about this. In Genesis 4, verse 7, we see the first time the word sin is mentioned. It says, God says to Cain, you will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you but you must subdue it and be its master. Sin is introduced as this controlling force that's trying to dominate our lives, trying to master us, but we aren't supposed to give in to it. So that's the condition. We're in sin. Let me go back to me at the airport trying to get over my sickness. I'm in North Platte at the airport for over an hour. It's probably several hours. I forget. I'm sitting there. I try to sleep this off. I don't end up falling asleep. I can't. I'm just, anytime I move around, I start to get dizzy again, feel like I'm going to throw up. I end up having a phone call with Pastor Dave, who was the campus pastor in North Platte at the time. And while I'm talking to him, letting him know how I'm feeling, I remember there's this thing I remember that could cure my condition that I'm in right now. Can you bring it to me, Pastor Dave? So Pastor Dave hops in his car. He comes. He gives this cure to me. I take it, and within a few minutes, I'm feeling like a brand new person. I'm no longer sick. I can walk around, and I'm feeling completely better. And I actually brought this with me today. The thing that cured me was Dramamine. Everybody else who has motion sickness in the room said amen. Thank God for Dramamine. It cured my condition. For us, 
The wages of sin, it says in the Bible, is death. The payment, what we deserve for sin, is death. If you work a job, there's a payment that you get. If you sin, there's a payment that you get. It's death and separation from God. But God saw us in this condition and didn't leave us there. He made a way for, for, the, for the forgiveness of sins. In the Old Testament, you see that there are these sacrifices that are made so that people can be forgiven of their sins. An animal dies in the place for their sins. And the blood covers their sins, forgives them, forgives them of their sins. But they have to continue to offer these sacrifices over and over and over again on repeat for each and every sin that they commit. And it can't free them from the shame of the sin that they've committed, and it can't free them from sin's control in their life. And God saw this, and God had a plan in place for this. He had a plan for a perfect sacrifice that would be offered once and for all time that would not only forgive people of their sins, but free them from shame and from sin's control in their life. This person, as you may have heard before, or maybe you're hearing for the first time, is Jesus. Jesus was the Son of God who came from heaven to earth. He lived a perfect, sinless life and was able to die in our place for our sins, for mine and for yours. And if you surrender your life to Jesus, you can be forgiven of your sins. I love how it's put in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22. Let's read it now. Talking about Jesus, he never sinned nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. Because of Jesus, you can be forgiven of your sins and freed from its control in your life. We can identify with Jesus' death. He died to our sins. We can die to our sins, and if we surrender to him, not only do we die, but we're able to rise to new life like Jesus did, no longer bound and controlled by sin any longer. We don't have to follow its dictates. So how you receive it is you simply surrender to Jesus. Like I've said before, you can make that decision today. That's the first step to being freed from sin's control in your life. If you haven't made it, you need to desperately make that decision today. And here's what the Bible has to say that happens when you make that decision. And I want us to marvel at this scripture, at what happens when we surrender to Jesus. Romans 8, 1 through 2. So now... Because you've surrendered to Jesus, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. You are freed from sin's control that leads to death when you surrender to Jesus. Dramamine was my cure for my motion sickness. But the truth is, I didn't want to keep taking Dramamine. You see, I thought that I could just fight motion sickness and get better on my own. I took many flights after this horrible flight without taking Dramamine. And guess what? I got sick again. I got motion sickness. And I tried to not have to take Dramamine. I tried to do it on my own, but I couldn't. I couldn't be freed from the motion sickness cycle on my own. I needed to take Dramamine. 
And for some of you today, you've surrendered your life to Jesus, but you feel this conflict because you walk into the room today, you're joining online, you're at one of our campuses, and you walk in with shame, with guilt, you feel bad for the decisions that you've made this week, you feel like sin still has control in your life, even though you've surrendered your life to Jesus, you're not walking in the freedom that he bought for you. And today, I want to help you to break free of the sin cycle in your life. Jesus died on the cross so that you could be freed from sin's control, and I want to help you to see that happen in your life today. You don't have to live in the sin cycle any longer. You can be freed from it today. So here's what the sin cycle is. We'll throw up a little graphic for you. The sin cycle is this. You sin, you feel convicted of your sin, you feel bad for what you've done, you feel guilty, so you confess. You confess to God, you say, please forgive me of this sin, help me to not do it again. You feel better, and for a time maybe you don't do that sin again, but then you find yourself doing that same sin again. You feel convicted, you confess, you end up sinning again, you're in this cycle, and you wonder if there's any possibility for freedom today, and I want to tell you that it is possible to be freed from sin's control. We can break the sin cycle, and if you haven't taken any notes yet, now is the time to start taking those notes, all right? The first way, the first thing that you have to know to break sin cycle is you have to identify that what you feed grows. If you feed sin in your life, sin's control in your life is going to grow. If you feed your relationship with God, his control in your life will grow. So how are the ways that we feed sin in our life? Some of the ways are these. You isolate yourself from others. If you're alone, you're easily attacked by sin and it's easy to give in to sin's control. Are you isolating yourself from others today? Sin's control can grow in your life when you're in the wrong crowd, when you're surrounded by other people who are not encouraging you to follow Jesus. Maybe who even encourage you to act out in sinful behavior or who say, ah, it's not that bad. At least you aren't as bad as that person. You're all right. That's gonna cause sin's control in your life to grow. Even wasting our time through doing different things like binge-watching that TV show, scrolling endlessly through social media, it's an opportunity for sin's control in your life to grow. Not prioritizing the things that matter in your life will cause sin to grow in your life. But if you feed your spiritual life, God's control in your life can grow. So I want to give you two ways today that you can feed your spiritual life and start to break sin's cycle in your life. The first is this, invite God in. In the room, say invite God in online, type it in the chat, invite God in, say it with me, invite God in. You've got to invite God in to your sin cycle today. You can't do it on your own. Romans 8, 12 through 15 says this, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You don't have to give in to sin's control. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. 
So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. You can invite God into your sin cycle as a child would call out to their parent when they're in need. You can run to the Father today and you can invite God in to help you to break sin's cycle. And it's what some of you need to do in the room today. So here is how you invite God in. I've got three ways for you. I call them the ABCs because there's an A, there's a B, and there's two C's right? I just had to get four in there, so I needed two C's. That's why it's that way. All right, A, you admit, B, you believe, and C, you confess and call. A, you admit. You admit that you can't break sin's cycle on your own. You admit you need God in your life to be able to do it. Will you admit that today. B, you believe. You believe that when you surrender your life to Jesus, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of you that can empower you to have power over sin's control in your life. You don't have to do it on your own, but you need to believe that that power is inside of you. And then you confess and you call. You need to confess your sin to God. He already knows your sin, but it's time to get honest with him. Stop trying to hide it from him because you can't and just admit it. Be honest, confess your sin and then call. Call on the Holy Spirit to empower you so that you don't have to give in to sin's control in your life anymore. That is how you invite God in today. So you invite God in and then you invite others in. You invite others in. Sometimes we're good at doing one of these but not both of them. You need to invite God in, and you need to invite others in. You can't do it without others. Here's what Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. You need to invite others in today so that you are stronger and better together. Here's how you invite others in. How you invite others in. You join a group of other Christians, you confess your sins to others, and you create a list of five people that you call regularly. You join a group of other Christians. You've got to get and surround yourself with other people who are following Jesus so that they can encourage you as you are following him as well. You've got to be in the right group. Here at New Life, one of the ways you can get involved in that is through a serving team. And today you have the online pastor, so I'm going to invite you to join one of our online serving teams that I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to get eight people to be online chat hosts for New Life Online, two teams of four people that are on alternating weeks, and what they do as chat hosts is they do this. They treat people online, not as online usernames, but as real people with real needs that God really loves. And that's what these online chat hosts are going to do. And not only that, but they are going to be a community to each other. 
They're going to build relationships with each other. They're going to get to know each other. And that is something that I want to invite you to be a part of. I have one person who said yes already. Brett, thank you for saying yes and joining the team, but I need seven other people to say yes and join the team. So if you want to be in community, if you want to serve at New Life, email me, Robert at MyNewLifeChurch.com, Robert at MyNewLifeChurch.com, and I will set up a time to connect with you and talk to you about being an online chat host. I would love for you to do that and join a group of other Christians. So you do that, but then you've got to confess your sins to others. That's the one that we don't like to do. We don't like to admit our sin to others. We like to keep it between us and God and not invite others in, but you need to invite others in. It says in James that it, confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed. A healing work takes place when you confess your sins to others and don't just keep it to yourself. You need to do that today. Some of you have never done that or you've stopped doing that you need to do it again. You need to do it for the first time. Lastly, you create a list of five people that you call regularly, all right? Use those cell phones that you have to make calls to people. We've got to get out of just the group setting and into the one-on-one -on -one relationship with others, right? You've got to create a list. Put them in your phone, set them as a favorite contact, and then let them know, hey, if I call, will you please just answer so that I can talk to you about what I'm facing, celebrate the wins in my life, just talk to each other about life in a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Create a list of five people, and if you'll do that, that will help you to break sin's cycle in your life. So, that's the how-to, but now it comes to the doing part. How badly do you want to be free from sin's control in your life today. God so desperately wants you to be free today. That's why he has this word for you and has been speaking to your heart and you feel the tug inside of you to respond. And I encourage you to respond today. Jesus made it possible for you to walk in freedom, but the choice is yours. No one else can make it for you. So Jesus is drawing you to himself today. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus. Today, when you're given the opportunity, you need to surrender your life to Jesus and be forgiven of your sins. You need to invite him in. Some of you, though, you've tried to break sin's cycle in your life before and you've not found freedom. Today, you can find freedom, but you have to leave your comfort zone to find it. If you keep doing the same things you've been doing, you're going to get the same results. You've got to do something you've never done before to find the freedom you've never had before. So invite God in today. Online, hit the next step button and request prayer. We'd love to be praying with you that you would invite God in to your sin cycle and invite his power to work in your life. In the room, you are going to be given an opportunity in response to come forward to the altars and kneel before God, a father who loves you, and to respond to him today. And I encourage you to make that step. If you need to invite others in today, text them. Use your phone during response time to text someone and let them know, hey, can we set a time to meet up? I need to talk to you about something. If they're in the room, if they're around you where you're at, talk to them face to face. Don't leave today without talking to them. Invite others in today.
Would you all stand with me? As we get ready to respond, my question is this. How do you need to respond today? I believe God has spoken to you and now it's your decision to make. Don't sit back in hope for freedom to find you today. Seek after it, chase after it, run after it. As soon as I say amen, a pastor is going to come up and invite you to respond today and I challenge you, be the first one to respond today. Don't sit back and wait. Let's pray. Oh God, our Father, I'm so thankful that we can run to you today, to have your arms open wide, ready to embrace us if we will simply run and respond to you. Would you accept us, God? As we run to you, would you help us to take the step of boldness that we are scared to take right now, Lord? Would you help us to respond and to find freedom from sin's control in our life? We're tired of this cycle we're in, God. We want to be free today, so would you help us to be free right now, God? We just invite you to speak to our hearts. Let us know the step we need to take today. Give us the boldness to make that step. Empower us through your Holy Spirit today, we pray, so that we no longer have to give in to sin's control, but that we can live in freedom that was purchased for us by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Don't log off just yet. I want to challenge you to take some next steps and and share with you how to take some next steps from what Pastor Robert shared with us today. Maybe today you're ready to invite the Lord into your cycle and asking him for help and having others pray for you with finding you know, freedom for whatever it is that you might be going through and struggling with today. So click on the next steps button. It will take you to a link and you can fill out what you need for a prayer request, how we can pray for you, how you can be praying and asking the Lord to help you find freedom today. So you can do that. Maybe others of you, you're ready to take it even a little bit further. You need to find your close niche of friends and you need to text somebody or ask somebody to be praying for you or you need to share or confess with them what you've been struggling with. That is a great way to help have accountability and to find freedom and to be encouraged from what you've heard online, but also in person in flesh. So we encourage you to to do that as well. And others of you, you're ready to take that next step to surrender your life to Jesus. And we're excited for you to do that. And we want to help you do that. One way that you can let us know that you're making that decision is you can click the next steps and you can fill that out. Or you can text the number on the screen. You can text online to the number on the screen and uh, you can share it with us that way. But before we log off today, I want to pray with you, whether it's freedom that you need today, you need prayer. I want to pray for you. I'm believing the Holy Spirit is going to help guide my prayer life today to help you meet you right where you're at and as well as prepare you to surrender and help you how to pray and how to surrender your life to Jesus. So if that's you in one of those categories, would you just bow your heads with me right now? Wherever you're at, unless you're driving, unless you're driving, just stay with me, but keep, keep your eyes focused on the road. But I want to pray with you right now. So Lord Jesus, today, we thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy in our, in, in our life and in my life. Thank you for bringing me to this place, that you love me so much. You love me so much that you're willing to not let me continue to live in this sin cycle. Jesus, today I pray for freedom. I pray for freedom in my personal life that I would lay down my fleshly desires, 
and line them up with you, Lord. Today, I surrender my life to you. Be the Lord and leader of my life. Forgive me of my sins. May everything that I do, everything that I say, everything that I think may be in line with you. May it be Christ-centered today. Jesus, thank you for loving me, but not leaving me where I'm at today. I surrender my life to you. I give you my life today. I give you my sin in exchange for a new life found in you. So Lord Jesus, give me boldness and courage to, to text a friend or talk to a friend about my sin life today. Lord, today, I know that your love is great and mighty. You take old things and you make them new today. And so Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. I receive your love and your grace. I receive a new life found in you today. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, man, if that's something that you prayed today, we are excited. Let us know by clicking on the next steps or texting online to the number on the screen. Man, we invite you to come back and join us next week as we kick off a brand new teaching series, A Better Way. Pastor Jeff will be kicking that series off next week. So join us, if you can, online next week. We look forward to worshiping with you. God bless you. You have a great week.